Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It's, it's, it's what we all do. We, we, you know, we use social as a way. Uh, you know, everybody jumps will jump to a conclusion based on what your social presence is. So your your static social presence, so your LinkedIn profile, and your active social presence, so what you're posting, what you're commenting on, etc., um, etc. Et um, I remember back in the days before GDPR, back in 2018 when people were posting about GDPR and, and they were saying, I don't care, I'm just going to go out and spam people um, and, the, and, 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 this isn't, and the law isn't going to stop me. And I was sitting there thinking, does your company know that you're going to, you're actually posting on social media that you're going to break the law? I mean, really? Um, and, and, it, and, and this is, you know, what you post is, is, is who you are. And what you need to be doing is that you need to be encouraging, you need to be insightful, you need to be interesting, even better still, entertaining. Hi friends, welcome to the Sales Enablement Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Paul. That was Tim Hughes. Tim is the CEO and co-founder of DLA Ignite, and he's author of the book titled Social Selling Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers. In our conversation today, Tim and I explore how sellers can effectively use social media, in particular LinkedIn, to generate leads and drive revenue. We dig into some great specifics about how sellers need to organize and prepare to connect and have conversations on LinkedIn, including, for instance, how to create a buyer-centric profile. And Tim shares some of my great tips on how to create a buyer-centric profile. Now, virtually all prospects look at your LinkedIn profile before they talk with you. So, what are they gonna find when they do? Do you look like every other salesperson? Or are you creating content, showing your prospects that you possess specific expertise that can help them? Which is also a good way to start building trust. So, I love Tim's imagery of LinkedIn in which she asks the question, imagine that I pick you up in my car tomorrow and drive you to a place which is full of prospects and customers, and all you have to do is go up and have conversations with them. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward, doesn't it? Well, if you're ready, that's what we dig into today. Now, we get into all of this and much, much more before we get to Tim. I want to remind you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. And I want to remind you to check out my latest book, Sell Without Selling Out. It's a modern, human-centric framework for increasing your win rates and shortening decision cycles without resorting to the salesy behaviors that your buyers hate. It's available everywhere you shop for books, online, and in stores. All right, let's jump into it with Tim. Tim, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Andy. I'm really excited to be here. It's been a little while. It has. Yeah, we we <laughs> you pointed out to me it's been six years since you've been on the program. It is, yes. Yeah, six years. Wow. I had a full so, head of hair. Yeah, that's right. You were you had a full head of hair the last time we talked. So uh yeah, your business has, has taken its toll on you. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a startup, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, well, for people who aren't familiar with you or who didn't catch the episode before that you're on, uh, hundreds and hundreds of shows ago, uh, tell us about you and what you do. Um, so I'm the um, uh, author of the book, Social Selling Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers, mm -hmm. which is a multi-bestseller. Um, and uh, I started a, a company um, seven years ago with my business partner, Adam Gray. And what we do is that we transform organizations to use social 
um, as as part of their business. So it becomes intrinsic to the business. Mm-hmm. Um, some people see this as social selling, which is only part of the the the, the story because sales is it's it's easy to say we can increase revenue or shorten sales cycles or whatever. But actually, it goes across human resources. Um, procurement, customer service, and we're the only company in the world that does this. We transform organizations with social across the whole of the enterprise. All right, so we're going to dive into sales later, but tell us about you know what you do for HR or any of the other divisions. Well, it, it's it's very similar to sales, which is that um, what what you're able to do with if you if you empower your HR people, for example, to to actually um, have biocentric profiles, so they look good to candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a an active network of people that they're looking to to, to recruit, and they actually uh, are posting content. What they're doing is that they're externalizing the culture of the business. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, if if the the modern um, job seeker is the 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 path that they take is exactly the same as the modern buyer. Yeah. What we're doing is that we're going online, we're we're looking at things online and we're going, that's boring or that's exciting or whatever. We're right. looking at content, we're reading content. And what HR departments are able to do is actually able to get uh, put out content that is going to be stimulating to to that to, to the, the job seeker. Right. But better still, what you'll find is that the classic thing, the reason why we used recruitment consultants and headhunters is that we wanted to get hold of those um, a players, those people that were happy in their jobs, that were saying, I'm happy where I am, I'm making a load of money, right. um, I don't need to move. But what we're able to do by using content is that we're able to engage with those people. They'll go, oh, that looks like a really interesting uh, company, or that looks like a really interesting person. And if they keep seeing that, it's when they, and, and then they have a bad day, it may be that that's the point where they go, do you know, I'm going to actually start looking for something else. And you're able right. to prize these people out of jobs. So it's 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 very, very similar to what we're, we're doing in sales, but we're doing it within HR. We're also doing it in procurement and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. Well, let's let's talk about sales. I mean, you uh, I'd like this article you posted. Actually, I think it was just yesterday on LinkedIn Ooh. titled why you're not crushing it on social. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. That and that. Spoke to a lot of different sort of elements that I found really interesting. So what constitutes crushing it on social? And then we'll talk about how that relates okay. to, to sellers. Okay, so we see um, social media as being able to give you two things. The first thing, it should be giving you leads and meetings. Mm-hmm. You, The way that you go about your work on social media should be strategic. It, it, everything you do, everything you post, everything, the comment that you write is to drive you to get leads or meetings or whatever that first thing. Because right. in, in my world of business to business, the only way that you make a sale is through a conversation. Right. So so whether you're working for Sperry or whether you're working for or whatever company you're working for. Sorry. I, name from the past. <laughs> yeah. I read your book. I, I know a little bit about you. Um, you know, where, wherever, you know, whether you're working for whatever company you're working for, what we do is that we have to sell it. We have to have a conversation. So mm-hmm. what we're driving for on social is not a post. The, the, the point of the post or whatever we're doing is to drive the conversation. And what we need to be doing is first and foremost, in effect, as a sales leader, every key press that your salespeople make that they're using on social should be um, driving conversations. And you can measure that. 
Right. The second point is it should be driving revenue or EBITDA or however you measure right. it. So those are the two fundamental things that anything that you do on social should be driving. Well, I love the example you give in the, the article about company one and company two that yep. thought they had this great engagement for their content. And and, and I see this all the time is yep. all the engagement came from employees. <laughs> It's a thing that we do. We, one of the things that we, when we, when we meet people for the first time, we do a presentation where we take them through an introduction to social media using our case studies and the data and, and, and stuff about how social is impacting and ch has changed the world, changed the right. world of changed society and changed the way that we do business. Right. And, and, and one of the things that we do in that is that we, we walk people through quite often and say, like, give me three of your competitors. Right, let's go online and look at them. And what you'll find is that every company, pretty much 99.999% of companies are doing this. Um, so, for example, I did a, a, a very similar article recently of a big um, organization that has 300,000 employees mm -hmm. and they have 3 million followers on LinkedIn. Right. Collectively. And the most... That's, that's, the, com so, that's, that's the company page. Yeah, the company page. Right. So, so the company page, you know, they've got 300,000 employees and they've got 3 million followers on the company page. And and they get 10 likes. Mm -hmm. Five of those likes are from people internal. One of those is from the um, uh, marketing agency that produces it. And the other four are from random people. I don't right. know who they are. But if you think about that organization, they've got 300,000 employees and 3 million followers. Right. And the best they can do is to do 10 likes. Yeah. Now, as well as those 10 likes, there's no comments. And if there's no comments, what that means is it's not resonating with people. Right. So anybody, you know, any um, any marketing team, and this is usually what happens. And you can spot this. And it, I, I mentioned this in the article that you, you, you mm -hmm. wrote. What happened was that there were certain posts that got lots of engagement, all from internal people. Right. And that's where marketing have basically sent an email out saying like this. Now, right. anybody can like an article. But the thing is, is that I can assure you that all of those people, because I can any you can see if a company is, is digital from from what they're what they're like on right. social media. So all of those people, all of the most people on social media, their network will be ex-colleagues, current colleagues and recruitment consultants. So even though all of those people have dropped likes on that, um, uh, and sometimes they got 150, 200 likes from, right. from employees, even though they were dropping likes, the people that they were trying to influence, their prospects and their customers, probably never saw the content. Right. So, so that organization, as, as is most organizations, are basically just talking in an echo chamber. Mm -hmm. So going back to our fundamental, which number one, which is, the money that you're spending on, on social media should be generating leads and meetings. I bet those organizations are not generating anything at all, nothing, no leads or meetings. But what they'll be doing is that um, the marketing department will be internally saying, oh, yeah, we got 150 likes on that. We're crushing it on social media. We, get, we hear it all the time. Uh, and, 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 it's, and, this, and this is this thing, which is that the leadership don't understand the... Um, the way that they need to be able to challenge this because they don't have the skills and don't have the understanding. And I presume in those environments is that the leadership is also constraining the individuals within the organization from uh, feeling empowered to, you know, create their own content and generate their own. Uh, in, 
in in most cases, and certainly in those two companies in that article that you said, none of the salespeople were having digital conversations and none of them were walking digital corridors, which right. is a fundamental ability in sales today. You know, it, it, it you know, I wrote an article seven years ago called How to Get 10 C-Level Meetings a Week Through Twitter. Seven years ago. Right. So the ROI of social selling has been proven and has been proven over the last seven years. Right. And and so anybody that's not doing it is leaving money on the table. And certainly those two companies that I analyzed, none of the salespeople understand how to use digital. Um, you know, they're being outsold and they're being out, outsold by the competition and outmaneuvered by their buyers. I mean, yeah. if, if as a leader you're happy with that, carry on. Well, I mean, there's this idea of control, right? There's people so controlled, worried about the message and they're being consistent messaging. And it, it's like, it's like, really? You're still worried about this today? It's like, <laughs> well, the, 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 you know, come on, the, the, um, uh, the genie's out of the bottle and has been for over 10 years. Yeah. You know, your, your people are using social media. I, I know people, I know organizations that stop you from accessing social media on your desktop, but all the, all the, all the employees do is just pick up the mobile phone. Right. Do it on the phone. Right. Which is where they're so, doing it mostly anyway. Yeah. But, but, but the thing, but the thing is, is that, you know, if you think about all of those organizations will have gone through a process of training their employees about diversity, inclusion, health and safety, how to put up a ladder. So why are they not training people to how to use social media and saying what we want is a, what we want is a structure and a format in which we can give employees a, 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 an anchor in which to work in, just as we have done with um, with health and safety and, and diversity yeah. and inclusion. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy that it still exists. I mean, where yeah, I've seen situations where you know sellers are uh, dinged in the eyes of their managers, you know, downgraded in the eyes of their managers because managers concerned they're spending too much time on. And and this is the thing, Andy, which is you can measure, you can measure everything right. that a salesperson is doing. You can see through social whether somebody's contributing or not contributing. Right. I mean. It, when I was in corporate land, this was a massive thing. You know, is 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 Steve contributing to the organization or is he just going off and having lunches? Well, I can measure that now. Right. Uh, uh, and and you know, what we what the, the the salespeople need to be able to do is to to be able to um, be activated to to go in um, and be digital. So I'll give you an example. Um, we've transformed a, um, a small, well, it's two hundred people. Um, Oracle reseller called Namos, mm -hmm. and um, uh, after two weeks after they'd um, been trained, um, a prospect was online looking for. They had a business problem that they needed to solve, and they're online searching for that, and they found one of the salespeople, and the salesperson has a, a, a biocentric profile. Um, they had a network, so they would be in that environment or, the, the, or being enable them to be found. And that, and the buyer basically found the person and said, contacted them and said, "You look interesting. Can you help me?" Then that went into a, a normal discussion that we would normally have from a sales perspective of mm -hmm. someone coming to you and saying, "Can you help me?" Uh, and that turned into a two point six million dollar deal. They've subsequently taken another $1.3 million out of that organization. So that's, they've taken, you know, nearly, what's that, um, three, four yeah. million dollars. Four million, yeah. In, in, in six months. 
So from actually having people that are empowered to talk and be on social. And that's just, you know, if, if, you, if your people aren't in, uh, empowered and aren't having and aren't prepared to, to, to be able to get those sort of things, that's the sort of level of money that you're leaving on the table. And that's going to your competition. Right. So there's two concepts. One you talked about just before and, and want to dive into another one you talked about in the article. So one is buyer-centric profile and two is mm -hmm. sellers having a digital territory. So I wanted to get into those. So um, yep. let's start with the buyer-centric profile. What, what constitutes a buyer-centric profile? Okay, so there's, 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 there's actually three things that we always recommend. There's the bar-centric profile, a digital territory, and uh, and content. Right. Those are the three things yeah, that you, gonna need, get the content. You, yes. you need to be empowered to do. Right. So the bar-centric profile, this is this is a profile. Remember that um, what what bars are doing is that they're checking you out. And they do it so, universally, it sounds like. Universally. We, we, we know the data, the data shows this. Gartner, right. McKinsey, Salesforce, right. HubSpot, you know, you name it, you know, you name it. The, the data basically says that buyers are on social checking stuff out. Now, yes. if we go to Google, we, we do use Google, but when we go to Google, we're generally looking for facts. Can you give me a, a, a name of an Indian restaurant within Twickenham? Mm -hmm. We're looking for something like that. When we go onto social, we're generally looking for something business related to solve a problem. We're looking, we have a problem and we want to know whether there's something that can solve it. Right. And quite often that requires us to talk to people because we know that as buyers. Yes. So what we're looking for is someone that can help us. So if, if your LinkedIn profile says, uh, quota crush, crusher um, five times at President's Club, once I get my teeth into a, um, a buyer, either they die or I die first. <laughs> Funny enough, you won't get a lot of inbound. What what you're what we're looking for is buyers is someone that's going to help us, someone that's going to guide us, right. someone with, that we can trust. And so what we what what we're doing is that we're 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 writing our our LinkedIn profiles not as CVs, not about the company, not in bloody jargony gobbledygook. A friend of mine recently got a um, um, a request. Do you want to come and work for? Um, uh, a company and it said it said that had the linkedin profile of the um of the hiring manager mm -hmm. and the, the 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 hiring manager's profile was written in, written in complete gobbledygook you know right. ecosystems the number one and it's a, and it's aws i mean you know and and the person said i am not, i'm not working for aws if the person if if that's what their linkedin profiles look like it's just ridiculous and this is the thing buyers are making decisions not just on goods but on where they work well, where they're and, investing uh, their where they're investing their time. I mean, that, where they're investing their time, where they're going to invest their effort, right? where they're going to invest their career. Yeah. And 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 you know, if I'm buying, if I'm going to buy two point six million dollars of stuff from you, I'm investing political capital as a buyer that I'm buying from you. Right. The same as if I go to you and I'm and I'm going to come to you as a job, I'm investing political my own political capital, and this is the thing that that. Um, so the biocentric profile is not is 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 actually about you. It's not about your company or products. Don't forget, Andy. When I when I connect to you on LinkedIn, I'm connecting with you. As soon as you move right. jobs, I'm still connected to you. Yes, it's your profile. Absolutely. And what I'm looking for is something. And what we, one of the things that one of the transformations that we've seen is that traditional sales 
um, profiles you run away from. The great thing about the internet and social media is that you can actually look for things and, and even buy things without talking to salespeople, which mm-hmm. is brilliant. The, the, the thing is, is that what we're, what we're seeing with transformation is actually people walking towards salespeople. You look really interesting. Can you help me? Exactly. And that's a fundamental change to the way it's been working for the last 50 years. So how do they make their profile, I said, interesting? Um, well, that's one of the things that we teach, Andy. So, uh, <laughs> well, just, I know. Give us a little bit here. People still need to contact you and learn more. So, so there's a number of things about your profile. One is, so your your summary title on LinkedIn is the most visible thing about you on the internet. Right. Uh, so, if you Google your name, what happens is that um, um, when if Google will Google loves. LinkedIn because it's full of content. Mm-hmm. So usually what happens is that um, you'll be found. Unfortunately, Andy, as you have a fairly common name, you, <laughs> you might not be on page one, but you are a best-selling author. So you know. right. anyway, Andy, Andy Paul, um, best-selling author, your LinkedIn profile will come up and I'll see your name, your photo and your summary title. Your job as a salesperson is to get, is to get the person curious, curious to say, Andy looks interesting. I'm going to look at his profile. Because if you've got the professional edition of LinkedIn, which is what I've got, Mm -hmm. anyone who looks at your profile, you know, LinkedIn tells you. Right. So immediately you've got an opportunity to have a conversation with that person. So 25% of the business, uh, 25% of my business comes from people looking at my LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. So so if you've got something that says something like um, head of tax at Beaton's group, which is dull and boring, no one's going to look at you. If you've got um, something that says, which is what you do, I help entrepreneurs um, scale up their business. Okay, that's interesting, but I'm, I'm not buying. So um, you've missed out on a conversation. I get a lot of people with that as a mm-hmm. title, basically trying to connect to me. And I never connect to them because right. I know that they're going to try and sell me something. Right. If you have something like mine, which says, should have played Quidditch for England. Right. What that does is that someone actually goes, what on earth is that? I need to check this guy out. And as soon as they check me out, bang, I've got them because they've looked at my profile and, I, and LinkedIn will tell me that. Mm-hmm. So this is, about, this is about how you can create curiosity. And then what you do is you've got your summary. Now, what everyone does is they talk in this gobbledygooky, stupid ecosystems. Right. I'm a high achieving, um, you know, which everybody is, you know, right. come on. I'm a tenacious, you know, and, and it's, it's just utter rubbish. What, if you think about when you go for a first meeting with a client, what you'll do in that first meeting is that you'll sit there and you'll, you'll, there'll be a round robin where everybody introduces themselves. And you'll give a little bit because what you're doing is that you're trying to set a scene with the client where they should trust you. You know, mm-hmm. I've been working in, you know, I've been working in, um, uh, selling accounting systems for the last 25 years. Right. I've worked across a number of uh, verticals, d- you know, d- you know, etc., uh, etc. Et right. This is this is this is what people are looking for. They're looking for on your LinkedIn profile this thing about you, and and the more that you can make it, um, the more that you can make it about not about your company, not about your products, about, about about you, what you do at the weekend, what inspires you, the more that people will, will walk towards you. So we have a client, Cyberhawk. The CEO is Chris Fleming. Mm-hmm. He's a great um, profile to go and look because he tells about in his um, uh, summary profile about how he was expelled from school. Yeah. 
how he locked a teacher in a room and got expelled. But the thing is, is that what happens is that um, what you see is the true Chris. Right. And 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 you may say, well, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do business with somebody who got expelled from school. Well, Chris has actually then qualified you out. Right. And this is some of the efficiency gains that we get. So rather than have all this problem that we have at the moment where salespeople run around trying to be liked, talking to people that will never buy from them, what I've done is I've had someone come to me and say, I think that your summary title is unprofessional and I would remove it immediately. And I wrote back to them and said, thank you so much. You're never going to buy from me. Right. Therefore, I've already qualified you out. Job right. done. Right. Yeah. So, so, so the thing is, is that what you're doing already is, is, is you're creating efficiencies um, by, by doing this and by having a biocentric profile, well, by being you feel close to you and trust you. Right. But to your point though, is, is yeah, your, your, you know, profile headline about uh, Quidditch for England is that's you though, right? This is your, your, it's, it's me. It's my, it's my, it's my, it's my English sense of humor. Exactly. So. Yeah. And that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to get people to understand you as the human. And yes. So it's about going through that that process of knowing, liking and trusting people. Yes. And and who are you going to most likely, you know, when you want to buy something, who are you going to turn to? Well, you're going to turn to the people that you know, like and trust. And you're going to turn to the people that are constantly putting up. Well, that's an interesting article. Wow, that's in. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And 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 that's what that that's the thing that you know what right. you're doing is that you're 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 putting your arms around your um, virtually putting your arms around your um, prospects and customers, right. um, and they're locking into you as an individual and locking into you and the insight and the um, uh, and the expertise that you're sharing. Right. So. Talk about then the this idea of a digital territory because I suspect most people don't understand that. So tell us what you mean. Well, so um, the, the um, what you need to do is you need to have as big as, as wide and as varied network as you can on LinkedIn, and this mm -hmm. is about getting this is about your digital territory. Right. This is about so I've got next to me here a whole bunch of um, business cards. I don't know. I just use them because they're in, in yeah, but we don't use them anymore. But what you need to do is you need to connect to all those people. You need to connect to your colleagues. You need to connect to your prospects. You need to connect to people through your prospect organizations. Now, when you connect to people, don't write to them and say, I'm your account manager and I'd like to connect because what you're saying is I'm a salesman. I want to sell you something. Right. And 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 so what we what we don't want to do is we, we never want to we don't want like we don't like talking to salespeople, so um, what we do is that we um, we keep away. Mm -hmm. So your job is and, and we talk this in, talk teach people this in our um, social selling and um, influence course is a way of connecting to people so that you're what you're doing is that you're actually forming a relationship. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn allows you about it's some it, it goes up and goes down, but about two hundred connections in a week. That's right. two hundred conversations that you can have. Right, and we know that conversations create sales. So that's two hundred abilities for you to connect to people and not say, "Hey, this is buy my product because we're great," which is what everybody else says, and you just get deleted. It's about saying, "Hey, Andy, how you doing? Um, I I saw you put that that article." Hey, Andy, I read your book. I, it was really, I, I really love this bit. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's about... Um, so the, the mistake that everybody makes about social media is that they treat it like they've treated sales for the last 30 years. You know, cold calling has been around, you know, it's 40, 50-year-old technology. Email marketing is what came out in the 90s. It's, what, 30 years old. And, and, the, and what you do is you interrupt somebody and you pitch. So it's, it, sometimes it's called interrupt marketing, whatever, right. but you interrupt and you basically pitch a, a, um, about your product. And that's not how social works. Social is social. Mm-hmm. The best example of it is, um, you know, if I said to you, Andy, I could pick you up tomorrow. Yeah, I love this line from that. And I can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this, uh, if I can pick you up tomorrow and I can drive you to a place which is full of your prospects and customers, right. all you've got to do is go up to them and have a conversation. Now, if you think about the way that we would do it in a network environment, I, I would go and get a cup of tea. You'd probably get coffee because you're American. <laughs> and and we'd go, there's somebody, I'll just go up and talk to them. Hi, how you doing? Have you traveled far? Mm-hmm. Go on, I'm English, you can probably tell from my, if I'm in California, I'd say, right. I'm English, you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not from around here. And I'd have a conversation. And that's what you have to do on social media. It's about being social. And all the research shows that people come to social media to be social. And it's about striking up that conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's what, and what, to grow your digital network, that's what you've got to do. You've got to have conversations. Yeah. Seems obvious, doesn't it? It does, but 99% of people are not doing it. Right. Well, they're not doing it because this is how they're trained outside of social in their selling is, as you said, is, yeah, let's show up and pitch. Right. So I'm just going to translate that behavior to LinkedIn. You know, it's funny. I posted last week on LinkedIn that saying that, Hey, if I was a hiring manager in sales, I wouldn't hire a salesperson who wasn't active on LinkedIn. And, um, (laughs) I would say majority of people agreed, but there was a fair amount of blowback and it was just like, you know, A has been accused of being discriminatory. And it's like, no, this is just a competency that you're hiring for and an attitude and a, a, you know, what you're looking for in candidates is are they embracing social? Are they embracing LinkedIn? Because LinkedIn is where conversations happen and business happens. Uh, well, we've taken it. We've taken it one step further, Andy. What we've done is that we've taken our social selling and influence course, mm-hmm. and we've actually got it. Um, well, the the um, Institute of Sales Professionals, which is a global sales trade body, they needed to have digital as part of the recommendation mm-hmm. of what a good salesperson looks like, and they've taken our social selling and uh, influence course, and that's now part of their um, uh, their curriculum. Right. Um, which and and again, it's so it's the only social selling qualification in the world. Um, and what this does is, as you say, it basically sets a level of what now salespeople should look like um, in terms of their uh, attitude, in terms of their you know curiosity, ability to create conversations, ability to 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 have um, and create content to be empowered, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And now, if I was hiring people, I would be looking for people like that. Yeah, because well- I. Because I know they have an active network, uh, and they have a they know what they need to do on digital. They have an an active network, and they will come on and they will come into my team, and they will start contributing faster than if I took somebody without him. Right, and if you look at it from the buyer's perspective, when they see that same person, is 
they see somebody that has a point of view, somebody that's that's interesting, yeah. right? Because again, people are making decisions about how they're going to invest their time and attention. And again, virtually 100% of buyers are going to look up a seller on LinkedIn before they talk with them. Is yes. Are you worth my time? What do you yep. What are you thinking about this? What you're doing and what I'm doing and and how it relates to a conversation we might have. Yeah, are you acting? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It's 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 what we all do. We we you know we use social as a way. Uh, you know, everybody jumps will jump to a conclusion based on what your social presence is. Mm-hmm. So your your static social presence, so your LinkedIn profile, right. and your active social presence, right. so what you're posting, what you're commenting on, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I remember back in the days before GDPR, back in 2018. Right when people were posting about GDPR and, and they were saying, I don't care, I'm just going to go out and spam people um, and, the, and, 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 this isn't, the, the, and the law isn't going to stop me. Right. And I was sitting there thinking, does your company know that you're going to, you're actually posting on social media that you're going to break the law? <laughs> I mean, really? Um, and, and, it, and, and this is, you know, what you post is, is, is who you are. And what you need to be doing is that you need to be encouraging. You need to be insightful. You need to be interesting. Right. Even better still, entertaining. Yeah. If you can be. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I know a lot of sellers that sort of operate from a position of fear in two regards when it comes to LinkedIn. One is they're afraid of what they're, if they express an opinion, what their management's going to say, or just afraid if they express an opinion, what anybody that's on LinkedIn that sees their content will say. And you have to sort of learn to get over that, uh, especially, in, especially in the latter degree. It's and the only way you do that is through practice and consistency and posting. Yeah, I think some of it is about you know you need to be given the structure and the framework and understand right. you know what to post and what not to post. But also, I think we we've all moved. Society has all moved and changed, which is that. Um, let me let me you know gay rights if i write something about gay rights um if you're if you're anti-gay if 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 you're homophobic mm-hmm. i don't want to buy i don't i i don't want to i'm i'm really not interested in in doing business with you right yeah whereas 5 years ago i would have been terrified to make that statement because i would have wanted to 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 i would only have wanted to do business with everybody right but now i think everybody is willing to put a stake in the ground and say um i believe in this and i stand for this you know i believe in diversity inclusion i believe in empowerment of 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 people mm-hmm. uh, and if you don't believe in that you and i aren't going to get on so it's not really a you know don't do business with me and I'm willing to say that in a podcast that's going to go out to thousands of people, right? Because that's actually the way I believe and the way I and the th- way I think, and I think everybody thinks like that. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. There's sort of this—I uh, don't call it stigma, but this the sense that you can't express uh, human views, that that you can't express something you know you just described in terms of support for gay rights is that. People think that's a political issue. It's like, well, okay, is that really a political issue? And then it is who you are. Then, to your point, is sure you're qualifying out people that you don't want to do business with. Yeah, and I, and I think that's and that's for me. That's for, and I think that well, a lot of people think like that now. And certainly, the 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 the, um, 
the millennials and the Gen Z people that are coming up um, uh, through business now certainly see that as a, you know, you need to stand for something. Right. Um, whereas I think the um, us Gen X people um, tend to do, well, we need to get on with everybody because that's what you need to do. Um, and I don't think it's been, I mean, I would never recommend that you come on social media and be political. I mean, the things I would keep away from are gambling, um, smart um, politics, mm. um, you know, all of those things I would never make comments on. Um, though I do make comments on where people have posted, I think there's a coin that's just come out in the UK which supports um, uh, gay rights. And I think that's brilliant. Mm. Um, it was never they were never would have had that in 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 the day when I was young, and I think it's brilliant. And I think it's important that we encourage that and we support support that. Right. But I don't necessarily right. see that as political. Right. Um, right. Whereas if you start going on, so so for example, if you talk about your opinion about um, the gun law or something like that, that would I would say would be would be political. And I know that people pr- put things on that about LinkedIn, but I steer away from it. Right. Um, so, so there, so there are markers and guide rails, and I, which is why I think it's important that people get proper advice from um, people that know about this stuff, um, rather than leaving it to internal people who clearly don't understand digital, because you can look at their LinkedIn profiles right. and you can see that, <laughs> or people that are just going to come in and do hints and tips, or hey, this is how you know you get a million dollar deal from one in mail or something like that you know this is about this is about structure this is about strategy and this is about a methodology and, and giving the, the the organization proper guide rails to work to yeah I, I agree and then being turned loose because i've seen companies in the last three four years that have basically built their corporate brand reputation through the linkedin post of their employees and have done it extreme, you know, strategically and extremely effectively. Yeah, you know, in terms of creating a sense about, you know, fun and leading edge and a place, you know, that you'd want to do business with, driven largely through, like I said, the content creation and contributions of individual employees. So, so there's two two things there. Back to the beginning, um, there's an importance about yes, you can build a brand, but at the end of the day, social should be about driving. Um, leads and meetings and conversations. Oh, which it has for that company. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. So, so, and and and, um, so, so there's a you know you should be looking at that, um, and, but the, the other thing that so just the, the the mistake that people often make is that they think this is an ability to push out brochures. Oh yeah. So, so, so that what generally most people you know billions of dollars have been spent on software to push out brochures. And because what happens is that um, marketing create these brochures that nobody reads. So they think what we'll do is that we'll push them out into social media and then people read them and they don't. Mm -hmm. The research shows that people come to social media to be social, not to read brochures. I go to your website for that. (laughs) And in fact, what you'll see if you go through your timeline or you look at anybody, as soon as there's something brochure related or company related, the amount of engagement goes down unless they're asking employees to drop likes on stuff, which is when you go in and you check. Yeah. Um, well, I, I look but, at but what people yeah, who are trying to be influencers and then you look at their the content that they're posting and it's all company stuff yeah and it's like and, and it's it's brochures and what you're actually doing is that you're teaching the algorithm to ignore you right and you're teaching your customers to ignore you right 
and, and billions of dollars have been spent on companies doing this, which is kind of rather unfortunate. Right. Well, I like a line you have in the, the post as well. You talk about, uh, you know, in social, you're using your presence and behavior on social media to build influence, make connections, grow relationships and trust, which leads to conversation yes. and commercial interaction. And, yeah. and I think for sellers, you know, you think about that, it's like, well, okay, well, substitute email for social media in that. And does it work, right? Using your presence and behavior on email to build influence, make connections, no, grow relationships and trust. It doesn't work, right? No. Uh, is this is a, yeah, oops, sorry, dog barking in the background. Uh, yeah. It's Andy's dog, by the way. Just yeah, yeah. It's, well, actually, it's my son's dog who I'm looking after okay. while he's on travel. But um, yeah. She hates skateboarders, and we're in San Diego. And if, they, she right, and if okay. a skateboarder goes by outside, she she alerts so, us to make sure that we are aware of the danger. Of the you're aware, yes. So read 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 that read that thing out again, because that's that's our definition of of what social selling is. Read it out again. Yeah, using your presence behavior on social media. We'll say LinkedIn because we're focused on that to build influence, make connections, grow relationships, and trust, which lead to conversations and commercial interaction. And my, the point, my point was, you know, if you substitute email or even the telephone, uh, somewhat or cold calling on phone in place of social media, it just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And and, and this is the the thing. This is about, as I say, if you if you look good for your buyers, a buyer centric profile, the buyers will actually walk towards you. Yes. The, uh, and what you need to have is a digital network, so connected to people that you are looking to either sell to or influence. Right. Let's not forget that um, BMW, one of our clients, for example, they've got 100,000 employees. So how many people do you need to be connected to? More than one, mm -hmm. more than 10. Um, uh, and, um, and so, you know, um, but you need to be connected to as wide and as varied network as you can. And then the third thing is about using your using content. The content is the thing that gets you where people are going, that person looks interesting. They have a point of view. They posted something that I didn't know. Oh, I haven't seen that research. Mm -hmm. Oh, they've bought some things out. And that's, that's the thing that they're looking for. The other thing is that we're using content as a way of actually generating leads and meetings. Right. So, so for example, in, a, in the introduction to um, social 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 media presentation that we give people. Um, we actually give an example of one of one of my team who posts pictures or posted a picture of him and his son at the beach. Mm -hmm. And for, off the back of that, he got six C-level six meetings. He was asked to, to put in two proposals and he got one purchase order. And, and I think that what happens is that people come to social media and they see photos of people at the beach or people that photos at exhibitions and what they don't understand is that behind this should be a methodology for you to harvest that engagement mm -hmm. you know the, you know social media is serious it's a serious business right and, and it's a serious business in way that your your business can can generate revenue competitive advantage and market share and i think people think it's oh it's all about pictures of your lunch or your dog or stuff like that well Posting a picture, of, I know post someone who posts a picture of a, a dog on his uh, LinkedIn profile, and he got four meetings off the back of it. Yeah, well, I think because he knows how to harvest that engagement. Right, and also, I would I would argue in that case is, and this is you're seeing more of this on LinkedIn is, is it's about being you again, 
right? It's about being personal. It's not about being the stiff, you know, salesperson or, you know, company person. It's, it's you, this is you. Yeah, this is, this is you, this is you. And, 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 and often we actually get, some people say, I'm not happy with that. And actually that's because they're quite often, they're socially awkward, right? They're socially awkward in life. It's not just that they feel socially awkward on social media. Right. Unfortunately, this is the future. And what you need to do is that you, 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 you need to be in a situation where you're comfortable with this. Right. Because this is the way, this is, this is, this, this is the way, this is selling now. You need to be comfortable with this and organizations need to be giving you the guardrails in which to, 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 to work to. Perfect. All right, Tim. Well, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Andy. It's been excellent. I love talking to you, Andy. You Likewise. come up with some great questions. Likewise. No, this is great. Um, so if people want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Um, the best way to get hold of me is uh, on LinkedIn. I'm Timothy Tim Hughes on LinkedIn. And so if you send me a connection request, say that you've seen me on Andy Paul's podcast, please. Because I get all kinds of people trying to connect to me in that. And if, if, if you say that, you'll get a conversation. You haven't uh, reached your limit yet? Uh, no, not yet. No, close. Yeah. Yeah. Close. Yeah. Likewise. But uh, yeah, still not there. So, all right. Well, Tim, again, thank you very much. And uh, we'll look forward to again soon. Have a great, have a great day. It won't be six years the next time. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another, it will not be six years. So, okay. Cool. All right. Talk to you later. Okay, friends, that's it for this episode. First of all, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. As always, I'm so grateful for your support of the show. And I want to thank my guest, Tim Hughes, for sharing his insights with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, Sales Enablement with Andy Paul, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So thank you for your help with that. And as always, again, thank you so much for investing your time with me today. Until next time, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. <laughs>